Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Hope you had a fantastic weekend and looking forward to the week ahead. There's a few ideas I'd like to share with you in today's memo that might help you think about some of the risks and opportunities presented with our profession and the work we do. And I'd like to maybe use as an example some of the well-known companies that have been growing up today. One of these companies, their story started back 14 years ago, 2007, when two flatmates who were desperate to make rent decided to buy some blow-up air mattresses, rent out some floor space in their apartment, cook breakfast for the guests, show them around San Francisco, and came up with this great idea to launch a company called Airbnb. And the reason why I mention this company is because quite recently they went public on the stock exchange, currently have a market cap of around $100 billion. They've got a presence in 100,000 cities around the world. I think they've had something like 300 million plus nights booked with them since their inception. And they remind me of a lot of other companies that don't necessarily own assets or create value in the same way traditional companies used to. And I'm thinking the likes of Uber and Lyft, they don't drive people around, they don't own any cars. Snapchat, they don't create content for their users or you've got Airbnb, they don't host travelers or own hotels. I was actually going to say Netflix and Amazon, but I think they've been producing their own content and products for a number of years now. But they all started life similar to Airbnb as a platform or as middlemen between suppliers and customers. And again, like Airbnb, a lot of these companies, they've not generated much in the way of profits, particularly in the early days. In fact, Airbnb has struggled to make a profit since 2008. I think it's generated accumulated losses of $2.8 billion dollars. And Lyft, in the year before they listed publicly, lost a billion dollars. So what they've in effect done is grow to these massive capitalizations, value assessments, and financialized their industries. They made it like into a spreadsheet model of middlemen. And I was thinking about this in terms of our contact in finance accounting. And we've been the, probably the first people to financialize what we do. If you go back to ancient Babylon 4,000 years ago, that's when we started on clay tablets to financialize the transactions that have been going on within businesses. And on top of that, we've taken a cut of that action ourselves, just like Airbnb. Our cut might be a bit smaller. If you're a world-class finance team, you're 0.7% of revenue to run your budget, to run your cost, your service. And again, you might get some people out there say, we're probably not even worth that, that value in 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 terms of creating the value within our organizations so you know they might marginalize or say we play minor roles in value creation process we don't typically own our own assets whereas there's some parts of our businesses that are the ones that own the assets drive the value creation process if we want to transform or do something a bit differently we tend to buy in third-party software or services consultants to go make that those processes better so why haven't finance teams got similar valuations to the likes of airbnb or should we should we be worried is there some lessons in there some opportunities and perhaps risks as well and that's what i'd love to share the next few moments and maybe exploring with you is that i do think there are some opportunities there the first one is if we look at what the likes of airbnb are doing or these financialization companies are doing is that they find ways to disrupt real producers or real asset owners. So if you think about book publishers, taxi drivers, house hosts, content creators, 
they've been financially disrupted by these companies who've been able to introduce a platform that matches suppliers and customers together and takes as a service type revenue. And again, similarly, we should be looking for opportunities within our organization. So if we've not gone out there working or partnering or, or disrupting with the real value producers out there, so like sales or engineering or operations, the more customer facing teams of ours, then we're probably missing out on some opportunities to go and grow our value base. And on top of that, whilst I think there's a lot of finance teams doing that more often nowadays, one thing we probably could do much better, like a lot of these, these Airbnbs, is creating those very attractive apps or simple ways of doing business together. How many of us are actually, how do you say, created a very easy way of interacting together? Very slick process, onboarding process, dispute resolution process. I think we can use, leverage digital and applications much more better in terms of how we interact within our organizations with the value creators. And thinking a bit more to the future, there's a lot more trends around ESG reporting, SDGs or sustainable development goals that I think we can also financialize just like we, we did with the transactions within businesses. I think we can leverage our strengths into that space too. So there's loads of disruption opportunities for us to get our arms around. Also, if we look to these financialization companies, what they do very well is they tend to generate a lot of media hype and attract at a colossal amount of attention, which allows them to have better access to funding, have loads of followers, fanboys, fangirls. And it's great to see some finance teams actually starting to do a bit more self-promotion, gathering testimonials off of business partners, generating newsletters that just don't go out to the, the office of a CFO or to the finance team, but go to the business partners out there as well to, sh to show them how finance teams are helping drive revenue or minimize opportunity cost, giving people tips and advice on how they can leverage finance to do similar for themselves. And that's led to uh, people within the business, value creators, reaching out to finance asking, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Could you do something like that for my team? Or how about this idea? And it's another great way of identifying more opportunities. But as we grow and become more prominent in our organizations, become more relevant, that does introduce some more risks. So if you again look at the likes of Airbnb or Uber or so on, they prefer not to pay dividends to shareholders. They tend to like to keep hold of their original investment, the work, and use that then to go and acquire other competitors, strangle their competition. And when they're telling their stories, make sure that their, their rapid growth and expansion overshadows their mounting losses. Now, I don't really propose that we necessarily go strangle our competition internally. I, I don't think that's very constructive, nor um, having an unbalanced conversation because we can't manage our own budgets effectively. But what I do would encourage is being a bit more astute on how we strengthen our teams to be ready for the future. We've talked a lot about digital transformation. We seem to have leveraged that an awful lot for our financial transactions or financialization of our transactions work, so our governance work stakeholders like what we're doing there according to some surveys in the space where they feel we probably could be doing better is on the digitization of our guidance activities how we go help them make better decisions how do we engage with them maybe like that sort of app point i was making earlier on the slicker app and simpler way of doing business together and then i also think that given that most of the growth into the future the expansion is going to happen population wise in the asian and african continents based on current population projections 
are we leveraging the virtual technologies out there and the new ways of doing business to to incorporate that talent into our organizations who are going to be perhaps leading the growth into the future particularly within our finance teams who understand the culture better and can help make sure we're doing the right things in those spaces so are we strengthening our teams in the right places and using the right technology and then also when it comes to growth we want to be careful there as well because the bigger you are the harder you fall and again i look the likes of airbnb and the lifts and all that out there and i'm worried that because they're not generating a profit how sustainable really are those ventures and in that quest to grow it, it there's probably going to be diminishing returns around the quality of the the listing so in the early days i know with airbnb they were very hot on having good quality pictures very reputable hosts but as they grow and they need more properties to have on their platform to grow their numbers to make up for those shortfalls on profit they might end up taking on things that are perhaps less quality take some actions that might dissatisfy some customers and therefore there's going to be additional costs associated with less quality product service dissatisfaction of customers and then as a lot of businesses who grow antitrust implications are, are upsetting the communities they work in so that we also need to be very careful of is as we look to grow our influence that we don't do it in a in a in a way that's going to upset others or diminish our value proposition and the quality of what we do so i think this mantra of doing more with less um, is going to be very important otherwise the stakeholders that we want to buy into what we do and grow with into the future will go elsewhere so if you look at the airbnb business model i have some familiarity with this because i do know some airbnb ghost hotel owners i know some airbnb super hosts if you think about what they do they shoulder 100 percent of the risk they do all the guest coordination work. Uh, they have to maintain the property, pay the bills. If the guests are a bit rowdy, they have to look after the local neighbours. They have to do any repairs and also align with their Airbnb codes of conduct. And for that pleasure, they have to pay up to 20% of their takings to Airbnb. Now, I know in finance, we extract a much lower rate from our organisation, say 0.7% world class, as I mentioned earlier. And there's two ways to handle that doing more with less into the future is one helping grow the revenue side of the business or lowering expenses. And both are actually relatively scary propositions, I believe. However, again, I'd, I'd like to think we don't get defensive or contract. I think we'd like to leverage the digital transformation opportunities, the global expansion opportunities to be able to grow the pie for all of us. So there's more opportunity into the future. Ways of doing more for stakeholders. There's one example I'm aware of where finance team work with a sales organization to take in part of their quoting process pricing process into finance uh, that had to do with the sort of longer term optional renewals on some various services and that allowed sales then to free up their time to focus on the more current quarter activity or more immediate term activity which helped them get nearer their quotas faster more time was invested into that whereas finance teams tend to have a longer time horizon around ensuring organizations are going certain better appreciation of the longer term risks so therefore it was a much better way of divvying up the work allow the finance team to grow its influence grow in size but also deliver a better return for the investment of time as well so again fantastic opportunities that some of our, our other finance leaders out there are already driving in their organizations and Another way of accelerating that is what we do at Strength in the Numbers Show. So I, another opportunity is perhaps to go out there and identify for yourselves 
some new mentors outside your current network so you can get an understanding of how people are behaving like these financialization companies and managing the opportunities and the risks of these new and emerging business models what's working well what could work better what sort of ideas could you take into your own environment or even share with others yourselves so that you can then raise the bar for you to go and 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 add more value within your organizations and develop more influence for your team you know, and that's why we invite guest mentors onto the strength of numbers or to take some of the, the challenge out of doing that for you so they can share their hard-won lessons their stories of what works well what could work better so that we can all become more relevant in finance and accounting and have more meaningful careers along the way so look i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please share it with your friends and colleagues you can subscribe on all the major platforms itunes stitcher soundcloud youtube spotify and amazon music and as always really appreciate you investing your time with us today so until next time Take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.